Drydex is a stealthy financial trojan that's now quite well known throughout the security community. But in spite of researchers and security firms' knowledge of Drydex, it continues to plague consumers the world over, especially in countries where English is the first language. And according to a new report from Symantec, Drydex is being spread more aggressively through spam emails that are evading detection. Here, Kevin Haley, director of Symantec Security Response, where he oversees security content gathered from Symantec's global intelligence network, explains why and how Drydex is growing more powerful and steps organizations can and should take to protect their employees and even their customers. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Kevin, as I mentioned, Symantec came out today with a new report about Drydex, which is a well-known banking trojan that aims to steal online banking credentials through spear phishing. What can you tell us about this new research and why Symantec thought it was important to put this report out now? Well, we really wanted to try to summarize this threat. And while we see an increase in the amount of attacks that this organization is doing, there's also the nature of this group makes it pretty clear that we're going to see just a lot more of them in the future. I'd say in short, they're really a very disciplined organization. In fact, we see them, they work Monday through Friday, take weekends and holidays off. They're clearly very skilled. They continue to refine their malware and their social engineering in order to catch people. They're very efficient in what they're doing in terms of only targeting countries and financial institutions where they can be most profitable. And they're very resilient. Uh, you know, we saw law enforcement go after them They've actually arrested one of the members, but they're still going. They're still growing. So all those characteristics really indicate that these are somebody we need to be worried about in the future. Kevin, how much more aggressive would you say that Drydex campaigns or attacks have become in the last six months? Well, we've just seen an incredible increase in the number of attacks. Now, these attacks are almost exclusively through spam. But we can see one to three different campaigns being run every single day. And each one of those campaigns can send out 200, 300,000 emails. Now, these are all indiscriminate, like spam. Send them out to as many people as possible and see how many people you can fool, how many people will get infected. Overall, we think there's about a million spam emails going out a day from this group. You know, Kevin, that's interesting because over the course of the last three to five years, we've been hearing that spam emails, spam itself, is becoming less effective, and spear phishing has kind of come to the forefront, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. Yeah, overall, the spam rates globally have been going down consistently every year. In fact, we hit a point where less than half of all email in 2015 was actually spam. So the good news is we're seeing less of it, even though it's still half of all email. But this group clearly is very successful with spam, and we think a lot of that has to do with the effectiveness of their social engineering. You know, they continue to tinker and tinker and find out what works, and they've come up on that formula, and they're really being successful with it. Let's expand there just a bit, Kevin. In the past, some of these spam campaigns or even phishing attacks had been less successful at targeting English-speaking or native English-speaking countries because of the poor grammar and language structure. But today, even though these attacks that we're talking about, these Drydex attacks are being waged from other countries, primarily Eastern Europe, they're fooling a lot of people. What are some of the specific techniques that they're using? Well, right. And in fact, you have to remember in kind of our, the global economy, there, there's a global underground economy. 
And these bad guys can get help from English speakers if they're not proficient in it themselves. So we see emails that come in that don't have those typos or bad grammar that used to be a clear giveaway. So you know, if you're one of those end users who at least knows enough to look for that sort of thing, that's not going to work anymore because they're just too good. The other thing is they're very good on the subject. Most of these emails have something to do with an invoice. So you think about it as a, somebody gets something and it says to be an invoice, it's a bill, it's something financial, that's more likely we're going to look at it. That's not clearly an ad that we would typically see in spam trying to get us to buy something. And the domains that these emails appear to come from look dead on correct. So all those things are more likely to fool the user. And finally, they use a doc file, a Word doc file, which many people don't think of as malicious or that you can't hide malware inside of it. So all those factors to kind of break down the guard that people have naturally put up against spam email. Kevin, would you say that English-speaking countries, and I would say primarily the U.S. maybe being at the top of the list here, would you say that these countries are being targeted most often because of the corporate brands that are based there? Absolutely. So we're seeing about 300 different financial organizations being targeted by this group. They've specialized in over 300 groups, and it's in 40 different regions, but the majority of it is in English, English-speaking. Some of that is those are first world nations, the people in those countries tend to have more money in their bank account. It's a better target for them. Also if you do it, English is pretty universally used or it's used in many different countries so you can get one language and cover a lot of countries. And those countries again are likely to have a better return on investment for the bad guys. Kevin, one thing that I noted in the report as I was reviewing it is that organized crime is believed to be behind these attacks, but do we know how they're being backed, how they're being financially funded, and who they are? Well, we don't know too many of the details. The FBI has said that botnet itself, anyways, is being run out of Moldova, but there's probably people around the globe that are involved. These are virtual workforces, unfortunately, uh, and they are organized not in the sense of you think of as the, the old-style mafia, but just that they are so highly skilled. Uh, there are different people in different roles. They're large organizations and groups of people coming together to put this all out there and uh, causing us so much trouble. Kevin, would you say that Drydex is the most dangerous Trojan on the market today? Well, we think it is, mainly because of its prevalence. It and Dreyer, which is another banking Trojan, were really one or two last year as the most prevalent. Now Dreyer was taken down and it has disappeared. So this leaves Drydex with an open field and it is so the most prominent uh, financial Trojan out there. We said they continue to grow their reach. So it is the one we should be most concerned about at this point. So what should companies be doing to protect their employees? Well, one of the easiest things, especially for companies, is to make sure they have good spam blocking and anti-malware in their email. Remember, this threat comes through email. So if you can catch it at the mail gateway uh, before it gets to your employees, the social engineering never has a chance because the end user will never see it. But of course, whether you are an end user within an organization or a consumer at home, you also have to have good security software on your machine to help block this stuff. And we think security awareness training is really important. Some organizations kind of given up on that. 
it is difficult, but you can teach users. You can train them to be suspicious. And you know, if it only works just once, you could be blocking a major attack. So we think that's a very useful part of any security package you put into place. And what about consumers? What should they be doing to protect themselves? I'm assuming it's probably the same recommendations. Yeah, absolutely, right. They're going to need help. Hopefully they can spot the spam, spot that this is a good social engineering and not click on that attachment, but some of them are going to. So they need good security software on their systems. That'll help protect them. We're pretty proficient at finding this. We're watching these guys every day. We know what they're doing. We can get that into our products and help protect people. What onus should banks and credit unions put on themselves to ensure that their retail and commercial banking customers are protected? Well, I think you know they need to have some role in educating their customers. I think that in many cases they have to be smart in the email that they send to their consumers. They don't want to put their customers in a position where they get used to clicking on links within their email that take them to the banking page. Right? I mean, that's what a, a fisher does, and so that can help. Just don't get their customers in that habit. I also think it's a chance to have a conversation with their customers in terms of educating them about these types of threats and what to do and how they need to protect themselves. And then, Kevin, before we close, are there any additional thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I think, you know, overall, we're not going to become Luddites. It's, we're not going to stop doing online banking. It's incredibly uh, convenient. This is the world we live in. So we have to decide to take steps to protect ourselves and keep these guys off our machines. I think education is the first step, and making sure you put plans in place and software to protect yourself is the second. Well, Kevin, I'd like to thank you again for your time. Very insightful. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Again, we've just heard from Kevin Haley of Semantic Security Response. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.